Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wal aqibatu lil muttaqeen. Wa la adwana illa ala zalimeen. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu rabbul alameen. Wa ashadu anna sayyidina wa nabiyyana wa habibana wa shafi'ana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh wa sadiqu al-ameen. Sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa tayyibina tahirin. Wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsani wa da'abi da'wati min ayyum bidin amma ba'an. My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders, ulama, mashayikh, students, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, we are coming near the end of this blessed 24 hours or more where we, are, we have been discussing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our beloved master, the noble messenger of Allah, the best of the creation of Allah, the afdalu khalqillah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in our annual Sira conference brick by brick how the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam laid the foundation of a successful Ummah and we have MashaAllah Khitamuhu Misk the ending with our dear respected scholar Mufti Muddathir Uwais inshaAllah that we will be inshaAllah benefiting from our elders it is very Rejuvenating for me that just to meet him and greet him to be in his sohbah and inshallah I hope that we all benefit from his words and stay till the end of the program And I have a few minutes just to remind everyone what the actual objective of this conference is That is just my assigned task At the end of the day It is a reminder for myself awalan, and reminder for everyone that this life that we are going through is a test and a trial. This life is temporary. Every single thing in this world that we are so attached to, that we hold dear to our hearts, we all have to leave, we have to leave it all behind. And the only thing that will continue on with us in the akhirah are our a'mal, our good deeds. The good deeds that will, we will take with us, insha'Allah, they will benefit us. That day, neither wealth nor children, nothing will come to our aid. Except for those who have a sound heart. And it is very, very difficult for us in this day and age to have that qalb salim, that sound heart, to have those a'mal salihah, those righteous actions, that will be a source of our najah and salvation. Because at the end of the day, what is at stake is salvation itself. Eternal salvation. Najah. Because in the, dunya, in, in the akhirah, it's only khalidina fiha abada. They will remain therein forever. Those who are in Jannah, those who have Iman and righteous deeds, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant them Jannah for those. They will remain therein forever. They will not have any desire to leave that Jannah. That is the nature of Jannah. The blessings continually change. It is never boring for a moment. And those who enter Jahannam, it is Khalidina fiha abada. This may be 
you know, simple, something that we think is so insignificant, so simple, so basic, but that is the bottom line. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ Every soul shall taste death. How many people, near dear ones, we have lost in this COVID? And besides, before COVID, people are dying. After COVID, people will die. But just the frequency has increased in the last months and years. If you, uh, now, oh, two years or more. We see that, that there is, whether you're, whether it's, a, no one has it in his plan. Allah alone knows when the time will come. كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ Every soul shall taste death. وَإِنَّمَا تُوَفَوْنَ أُجُورَكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And then you will get what you truly deserve on the Day of Judgment. And as I said, the bottom line, فَمَنْ زُحَزِهَا عَنِ النَّارِ Those who are saved from the fire of Jahannam وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ And are granted admittance into Jannah فَقَدْ فَاسِ They are the successful ones. They are the only ones who are successful. What about everything else of the dunya? Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ Everything else of this world is but a means of deception. So the creator of this world is telling us, is reminding us it is a deception. So we have to keep our eye on the target. Everything else, you know, is a distraction. The target is, the goal is, that has to be in front of our eyes, نَصْبُ الْعَيْنِ In front of our eyes, at all times. In everything that we do, whether it's coming to this year conference, whether it's our ibadat, whether it's our mu'amalat, whether it's our dealings, our day and our night, our living, our breathing, we have to continually remind ourselves the actual objective is to pass in this test. We are all in that exam hall. And the test can come in different shapes and form. Right now it is a very, very difficult time. The one who is practicing the deen, trying to implement the deen, is like the one holding on to a burning coal. So we need as much support as possible. We all need each other. And coming to the title itself, how the Prophet, brick by brick, how the Prophet laid the foundation of a successful ummah. How are we going to have a successful ummah? Successful in terms of that which actually matter. Success in the akhirah. Success in the akhirah, inshallah, will grant us success in the dunya as well. So we have to recreate that society that Rasulullah established in Madinah Munawwarah. And that's what we've been hearing about. How it all comes together. We talked about the masjid yesterday. The masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu Then Muna Asan Sayyid spoke about the madrasa of Rasulullah Mawlana Shu'ayb Murdaqi spoke about the, the da'wah of Rasulullah How he went out on the road with that. And he sent the Sahaba. So this was the society that Rasulullah established. And we are now 14 centuries away, 14 and more centuries away, and decades away from that. But there is no other model for us. We just heard the Qari reciting in, in 14 riwayat, in seven qirat. For you in the noble life of Rasulullah is the best example. And we have to create our own spaces where we can implement the deen, practice the deen. We cannot change the entire environment outside. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ability to do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us these places of refuge, this, these caves, like the Ashab al-Kahf had their cave. 
So this is our cave. This is our fortress. Fortress of faith. This is where we preserve our iman. The house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The masjid and the madrasa. And if we are going to be connected with this masjid, with this madrasa, with this house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then inshallah we can hope in salvation. And it's not just that we are here for one day, heard multiple talks, get inspired and go back. It's not over. It's not over until we cross the finish line, pass through the sirat, and inshallah enter into Jannah. Once a person enters into the Jannah, then he will never be expelled from Jannah. They will never be expelled from Jannah. Then we can finally take that sigh of relief and Alhamdulillah, thank Allah Ta'ala, that mission is accomplished. Alhamdulillah, الذي هدانا لهذا. Oh, we thank and praise Allah that He has guided us, that we are here today in Jannah. Allah. We would never have been rightly guided unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had selected us and guided us and granted us the tawfiq and hidayah. Then they will remember when we were back in the world, we used to make dua, Oh Allah, save us from the fitan, save us from the trials. Save our iman, save our progeny's iman. They will be, inshallah, we will be, rather. Inshallah, we will be remembering our efforts of this dunya in Jannah. Inna kunna min qablu nadi'oo. Innahu huwa al-barru rahim So the, these masajid, they're all linked up to the Baytullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his unseen system, Allah Ta'ala speaks about the Baytullah, Ka'aba al-Musharrafa, Zadahullah al-Sharrafa. He says, إِنَّ أَوَّلَ بَيْتٍ وَدِعَ لِلنَّاسِ لَلَّذِي بِبَكَّةَ مُبَارَكًا وَهُدَى لِلْعَالَمِينَ Verily the first house erected for the worship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, إِنَّ أَوَّلَ بَيْتٍ وَدِعَ لِلنَّاسِ Erected for the ibadah of Allah Ta'ala, for people to focus their direction towards it. لَلَّذِي بِبَكَّةَ is in the ancient valley of Bakka, known as Makkah. Mubarakan is a source of barakah, wahudan, and is a place of hidayah lil'alameen. So the rahmah and the barakah from Allah Ta'ala, from the arsh and kursi through the Baytul Ma'mur, it descends on the Kaaba. And all of the masajid throughout the world, their prayer niche, as we call it, the mihrab, are what? Focused towards the Baytullah. Just like a satellite dish is focused in beaming the fitan and, and uh, the, the things which are increases, the shahwat and all the obscene things, the fahash is coming through the satellite. It's not only fahash, to be fair, it's other things as well, useful things. So the satellites, are, are, dishes are focused. Likewise, the masajid, mihrabs are focused all throughout the world towards the Kaaba. So the hidayah, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the Kaaba comes to the masjid. And if we are connected with the masjid, then we will be connected to the network. All the people are asking, oh, what's the network password for the Wi-Fi? We want to be connected. All right, so they created the whole guest Wi-Fi. Somebody put on the whole 500 volunteer group, guest Wi-Fi, Dar It's fine, just go ahead, get connected. Then the whole thing is bogged down. MashaAllah, so many people connected. 
But it will not, the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of course, it will not get bogged down. There's no limit on the volume there. Without any measure. If we are connected, if we are connected to the masjid and the masjid is connected to the Kaaba, then, you know, we are in the network. Inshallah, the hidayah, the nur will come to, from the masjid to our home. But if we are not connected, it's not, connection means daily connection. Our heart has to be attached to the masjid and to the amal of the masjid. It's not just an annual seminar. And all the amal of the masjid, whether it's the dhikr and ibadah, whether it's the, you know, the social services, the khidmah, the da'wah, the ta'alim, ta'alim, learning, teaching, all the amal of the masjid. If we are not connected, then pretty much it's game over. We will be eaten up and we will become the next victim of this melting pot around us. It will not take long for us to be melted and our iman is gone. We have to continually be afraid about the status of our iman, the status of our amal for ourselves and our children and progeny. We cannot afford to take a, a moment's break and say, all right, now we can relax. Until death overtakes us. So this is what the reminder is for all of us and for myself first and foremost and for everyone else. That the purpose of Darussalam is that we want to recreate that environment to the best of our ability. Have we fulfilled that? Absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Mission is not accomplished until we enter Jannah. Inshallah, we hope we are on the path to Jannah, but definitely we're not there yet. I don't think anyone has that misunderstanding, misconception that has to be removed. We are definitely still in Darul Dunya, Darul Ibtila, place of test. This is the place, sometimes we will be rich, sometimes poor. Sometimes Allah will make us laugh, sometimes cry. This is sometimes the test of sabr or sometimes the test of shukr. But if we continue on having, inshallah, connecting ourselves, if Rasulullah is not physically present amongst us, then the Warasatul Anbiya, the inheritors of the Prophets that are here, let us value them. Let us remain connected with them and from them through their teachers back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inshallah, in a few days, we are going with the seventh year students, the brother, the young uh, alim who introduced, the one who was reciting, all of these young graduating students. Where are we going with them? Can we go with them to go visit Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in person? He is no more with us physically. But we will go to Masjid al to the Rawda, and to say salam to our master Rasulullah sallallahu the, the seventh year students. Then, you know, we will go to the Baytullah and make tawaf, inshallah. This is a trip coming. When are we leaving? 19th? It's Friday, inshallah. Tawaf. But then, how do we get there? This is another problem. We want to divorce ourselves from 1400 years of scholarship. We want to go jump straight to Allah and Rasul. Sounds great, right? Allah, Rasul. Forget about everyone in between. No. We have the Sanad, it's part of our deen. So we will go visit our teachers, our mashayikh. And this is something so exciting for me, rejuvenating for me to be able to go visit our teachers and mashayikh. In this day and age, when we see so much artificiality, so much just show, and you know, the celebrity scholarship, where it's all about getting likes, 
becoming more popular. Uh, we're not taking anyone's name. Allah, Allah Ta'ala, forgive us, forgive them, forgive everyone. But this is what is observable. It is so refreshing to go and see those individuals who have, you know, how can I translate, meaning they have dedicated themselves day and night without any recognition, seeking recognition, seeking name, seeking any, uh, any worldly gain. A basic necessity of life is to have a home, right? Part of the American dream to have your own home. So they don't even have their own home. They live in the madrasa's home. They don't even have a car. They don't have the basic, you know, roti, kapra, makan, sawari, right? These are like hawaii asliya, the dururiyat of hayat, the necessities of life. So sawari is a car. They're surviving their whole life without a car. Because their home is in the madrasa, the madrasa's home, the madrasa. They're just qala Allah and qala Rasulullah day and night, learning and teaching. And students from 50, 60 countries are studying from them and going with the ulum of nubuwa. Because they have not made the dunya their goal. So seeing such people just sitting in their company, it's self-transformative. Such people still exist. And it resets our compass. It makes us realize, you know, how we should not become another victim of, of this materialistic world around us and allows us to realize you know, what really counts, what really matters, what our priorities should be. So we want to create, inshallah, the environment of Masjid al-Nabwi. The, the, we talked about Mufti Abrar, mashallah, spoke about the market of Medina too. So the financial side is there. The environment, the whole society of Medina. How are we going to do that? By following the footsteps of the ulama, those who are linked to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to recreate that entire, inshallah, mu'ashara. <clears throat> One thing, to be frank, I'll, say, explain, I'll share as an example, is that sometimes this objection has come, that, okay, you have this separation of men and women in the masjid, right? There are those who love Dar Salaam for that, and frankly, there are those who hate Dar Salaam for that. You don't have to be around the bush about it any longer. Now the thing is, the, one of the objections is that, hey, you don't go to Walmart, what are you doing there? Are you gonna go in the men's section of Walmart, women's section of Walmart, or you go through the Walmart? There's a cashier there, could be a female, could be a male. Your wife goes, she might see a male cashier, you go, you'll have a female cashier. So are you gonna just say, I'm not going to Walmart anymore? I'm not hitting on Walmart, any place for that matter. Any store, or you're not gonna go to work, offices, hospitals, everywhere is mixed. So the point is, we cannot change the entire environment. But aren't we supposed to have at least some place within that Allah Ta'ala has given us the ability to set the rules, set the agenda, create that environment where we, to the best of our ability, are trying to recreate the mu'ashara, the society in the time of Rasulullah Or just because outside is corrupted, then go ahead and corrupt even the house of Allah. Musa Outwardly beautiful masajid, but they are completely devoid of hidayah. One great respected scholar, Sheikh Shadi al-Misri, many of the youth, they follow him on Twitter. I personally was dropping him off at the airport one time, and he said an interesting thing. He said, you know, Minhajuddin, or whatever he called me, Sheikh Minhajuddin, in his, with respect, he said that, I thought about it, that the dhikr that I do when I come to Darul Salaam, and 
the bayan, whatever I do here, Dar es Salaam, I do it everywhere else, in my own masjid and other places. But the spirituality in the Ruhaniya that I gain here, I don't gain anywhere else. So that was the first thing he said. And the second thing he said is, I was like, okay, subhanAllah, you know, whatever, that's, that's, that's awesome, that, that's, that's still, you know, Allah Ta'ala has granted you that, that you get the spirituality here. Maybe I'm not getting here, nor there, nor anywhere, but Allah Ta'ala at least gave you it to you here. So then he said, I thought about why and how. And he said, I myself came to the conclusion. This is just one element of the mu'ashara of, of the time of Rasulullah This is not the whole thing. It's not all about hijab. This, but it's one part of it is hijab. He said, when I thought about it, I realized that what's the difference? You know, they say, ma bihil faraq. What's the difference? The difference is that, and this is the only reason, this is the only conclusion I reached is that, subhanAllah, there is no distraction of opposite genders that I found here that I did not find anywhere else. Because everything else is the same. Obviously, the calligraphy in the chandelier is not giving you ruhaniya, right? What is it? It is the, the sunnah of Rasulullah it has its own nur. As far as we can try to implement the sunnah. Now we are living in such a day and age where it's not that, okay, that is the sunnah and we don't want to implement the sunnah anymore. It's gone far worse than that where the sunnah itself is being challenged and the non-sunnah is being presented as the sunnah. By those who are being termed as the... or. As scholars not only are called, scholars are scholars in fact. Because they have graduated. They have their ilm. They, have, they do have, we cannot deny they have ilm. But what's happening is, that's why there's, there's ulama usu, wicked scholars. They're not jahil. They're ulama usu, wicked scholars. So khiyaruhum khiyarul ulama and shiraruhum shiraarul ulama. Shiraarul ulama are ulama, they're not juhala. Rasulullah said, the best amongst you are the righteous scholars and the worst amongst you are the wicked scholars. Are the wicked scholars ignorant? No, they have in. So one person who is, un, who is unaware, he's being misled, his sin is a different level. The one who knows and is intentionally misleading, his sin is at a different level. So the sunnah is actively being corrupted by those who know the sunnah this day and age. So those who learn Islam from non-Muslims, those who learn Islam from Orientalists, forget about the level of taqwa, they don't even have Iman. Learning Islam from Jews and Christians. Fine, we can give them excuse. But those who are learning Islam from ulama, from the same sanad, same sanad that we have, same teachers, sometimes same teachers, at most the grand teacher is the same. But then what happened is that we are completely preaching and practicing an Islam that is opposite that with the same teachers. So then we begin to think to ourselves, oh my God, what happened? We start scratching our head. Hey, we have the same teacher, we have the same zanat, but now the whole deen has changed in America. So then you have, okay, fine. We have those situations where, you know, you have public pressure. Boards are running the masajid of people who don't have in. Maybe you can somehow come up with some excuse. But then we have independent organizations run by ulama that are preaching complete opposite practice of the deen. So this is the day and age we are living in. Where... Even in the Khairul Qur'an, in the best of all times, in the time of the Sahaba and Tabi'un, as the students can re refresh my memory, in Muqaddama of Sahih Muslim, there's a statement of Muhammad ibn Sirian, who was a Tabi'i, 
and he learned from the Sahaba. And he is telling his Tabatabi, his students, that Al Ilmu Dinun. The knowledge is your deen. Al Ilmu Dinun. Fanduru dinakum. So be careful. Be careful and reflect, ponder, think about it from whom you are acquiring your deen. And this is in the era of what? Known as Al Qurun Thalatha Al Mashud Al Habil Khair. The three eras concerning which Rasulullah testified that they are in khair. In the famous hadith we hear in the khutbah in Jum'ah, Khairul Quruni Qarni, Thumma Ladina Yalunahum, Thumma Ladina Yalunahum. The best of all times is my time, then the time of those who came after, the time of those who came after. So, you know. We are preaching towards sin and we are preventing that which is right. It's like complete opposite. It's like 90 degree off versus like 180 degree off. So this is what's happening. So it is even more vitally important, you know, that we try to connect ourselves with the deen that has been transmitted to us from Medina, the true original Madani deen of Rasulullah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And connect ourselves to the correct aqidah and the correct amal. The correct understanding and the correct implementation. And if you have any doubts, who do we ask? Well, everyone is going to be biased in their own, in their own, uh, in their own favor, right? So ask Allah. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqa. Oh Allah, you guide me. What is the truth? Arina al-haqqa haqqa. Show me the haqq as the true haqq. And Allah, show me what is falsehood as falsehood. Because it's an era of confusion. There's so much confusion. We seek guidance from you, Allah. What is the bid'ah and what is the sunnah? What is the haq, what is the batil? Oh Allah, you show it to me. What is the correct interpretation and what is the tahrif? What is deviation? What is the excess? What is the ifarat in the tafrit? What is the radical left who are the liberals who are trying to reinterpret the whole deen and making tahrif of Allah. And what are the radical right does exist too. You know, you have the descendants of the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila, both. The new Mu'tazilites, completely reinterpreting, reinterpretation of all the secret texts. They are the mother of yudillu bihi kathira. Allah misguides many through the book. Of, and then you have, of course, the Khawarij, the ISIS, the terrorists, the fundamentalists, so-called, who are also proving their wrong ideologies through the Qur'an. And then we have the correct interpretation of the deen that is transmitted as Rasulullah prophesied, Let us try to become amongst that group and be associated with that group that Rasulullah prophesied from every generation, there will be those selected by Allah, عدوله, the best of that generation. They will inherit the deen from the previous generation and they'll be passing it on to the next generation in its pristine form. Right? Those who oppose them, go ahead, oppose them. You cannot harm them. They are protected by whom? By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the carriers of the deen in its original form. We are not making any claims, but we are at least aspiring to be them, like them. Our teachers and Mashaikh, we definitely believe they are. And we want to remain steadfast on their path. And we need to remain connected. If you do not remain connected, we will also go astray. And we are perpetually afraid of that. Because we see giants are falling all around us. 
Giants who had more, more, more ilm than us. Giants who have more tazkiyah than us. Giants who have been in the sahaba and companionship of greater giants than our own teachers. But the fitna is so, so severe. The challenges, the tests are so strong that great giants are falling. Places where slip, you know, like you don't want to slip outside on the stairs. So with the ice, it's, it's, very, it's like, uh, what is it called? Freezing rain. Snow is not too bad. The freezing rain is when you, will, you can slip on the ice. It's invisible. You can't see the ice and then you fall down. Then you have a fracture. But it's beyond a fracture. It's eternal damnation. A person is doomed in the hellfire if he makes such a mistake. In aqidah or amal. So that is why the purpose of this is to remind ourselves that we need to find the correct understanding of the deen and be linked with that. And be connected with it. And hold on to it. Abdu Aliya bin Nawajis. Hold on to it firmly and do not let go. Inshallah, if we continue to do so and continue to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabbana la tuzikulubana. Ba'da idh hadaytana. Ba'da idh hadaytana. Oh Allah, we beg from you that do not allow our hearts to have zayr, crookedness, after you had guided us. Meaning, the fact that a person is on hidayah is no guarantee he will continue to remain on hidayah. If misguidance after guidance was not something that is possible, then Allah would not have taught us to seek refuge from it. Because you do not seek refuge from something which is impossible can never happen. Rather, you seek refuge from something which is in imminent danger. You seek protection from that. And that is what Allah teaches us. Rabbana la qulubana. O Allah, do not allow our hearts to become accursed and crooked. After you had already guided us once. So what does that tell us? It is possible that a person can be on the right path and then leave it and abandon it. Because of the pressures of society. Because of what conventional wisdom dictates. Because of what is required to become popular. Because of what is more convenient. Alright? So we ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala istiqamah. We need istiqamah and steadfastness. And all of this seminar and all of the programs and all of the details of what's happening in the past and is happening today and will happen in the future. It all amounts to what? Absolutely nothing. Has no value whatsoever without ikhlas. Because if you bring mountains of deeds وَقَدِمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً if there are mountains and mountains of good deeds, huge, huge uh, projects and all these seminaries and subhanAllah and uh, the next phase, phase one, phase two, phase three, phase ten, phase X, however many phases there are, this could all be istidraj. As Mawlana Manzur Numani Rahmatullah wrote in the Malfuzat Mawlana Ilyas Rahmatullah that he, has, he said, This should not be istidraj. This is not something Allah Ta'ala is giving you apparent success. But if it doesn't have ikhlas and sincerity, then it has what value? Zero value. It's like turning into dust has no weight in the scales of justice. Because on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to do adul a'mal, counting the deeds. Rather, Allah is going to do what? Wazinul a'mal, will weigh the deeds. The scales will weigh the deeds. And the weight will come from what? 
ikhlas, sincerity. So we have to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ikhlas. Give us ikhlas, grant us ikhlas. Actually, well, since we're talking about it, I concluded this. I'm going on and on. So first of all, what do we need is ilm. Why we need ilm? Because when we are born, we are jahil. No one is born with a degree or ijazah in anything. So we are born absolute jahil. So the first thing we require is ilm. If you don't have ilm, you don't know what's haq and batil, right and wrong. First stage. Then after we have all the ilm in the world, what are we going to become? We're going to become like Iblis, he had a lot of ilm too. So it's not sufficient. What do we need to do after that? Let's start practicing, brother. Amal. After we start practicing amal, oh, we have a lot of amal. Oh my God, look at all this amal around us. No. You need to have what? Ikhlas, sincerity. Once a person has ikhlas and sincerity in the amal that is based on ilm, is the game over? No, it's not. Why? Because the, the, as we said, Rabbana la tuziqulubana ba'da idhadaytana. How do you know you have ikhlas today, you'll continue to have ikhlas tomorrow? You might, the niyyah might change. So the last thing is istiqama. We have to have steadfastness, istiqama, steadfastness. To be steadfast. This is the most difficult command in the entire Quran. Be steadfast. So we have to have istiqama, steadfastness on the ikhlas and sincerity of intention which cannot waver. There is no room for wavering. It's not part, sometimes ikhlas, sometimes without ikhlas. No, no, no. Don't even incline towards the wrong path. So we have to have istiqama, steadfastness in, with the ikhlas and sincerity while continuing the amal which is based on the correct ilm, sahih. And uh, nothing else will cut it. There's no other shortcut. The shortcut of course is if Allah wishes if he wishes, he can forgive. If he wishes, he can give adab. That's up to him. Anyone can question him. No one can dare question whatever he wants to do. Allah will question all of us. But this is the path that has been set for us. So that is why, if we are happy, and we're like, wow, we attended Sierra Conference, we learned a lot. Hey, we can't just sit back and relax and say, mission accomplished. This is just to, to wake us up. And a Saeed, and the, good, the one who is khushbakht, has is fortunate, is the one who wakes up before it's too late. And realizes, uh, and corrects his priorities in life. And starts working on the, acquiring ilm, and start practicing that in amal, developing, working on the ikhlas, and seeking istiqama and steadfastness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrect us in the company of our mashayikh, and from their mashayikh and their mashayikh going back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us in this day and age to recreate the environment of Medina. To recreate as the goal was what? Foundation of a successful ummah. This is the Dar al-Salaam Masjid. That's the one part of the program. Dar al-Salaam Seminary is trying to follow the Sufa of Masjid of Masjid Nabi, the Madrasa. Dar al-Salaam Institute is the Dawah branch that goes across the cities and states. And Dar al-Salaam um, publications is the, the one wing where the books are being written by the scholars and pamphlets and e-books subhanallah and there are social needs as well marriages and sports and so subhanallah so that's the Dar Salaam community center these are the five branches Masjid Dar Salaam Dar Salaam seminary Dar Salaam institute and Dar Salaam community center and Dar Salaam publications 
all of the, pur the purpose of these five branches is how we can create that entire society in Mu'ashara to the best of our ability. And we seek acceptance from Allah and we seek all of your help and support and most importantly, all of your du'as. May Allah Ta'ala keep us together, grant, make us among those who love each other for His sake. We meet with His love, we depart with His love. We are sincere in our love for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala unite us inshaAllah in Jannatul Firdaus Al-A'la. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين